At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. Back in the saddle, Kelly Bidlin here as well. How you doing, Kelly? Good, man. How you doing? Back from, back from a little time off. Uh, yeah, I went to D.C. to visit my mom, which is, you know, not the most, uh, it's not the most sexy trip. And, uh, you know, it's never easy to see your parents getting older. But that's what I did. I went to D.C. for a week. Um, thank you to Matt Brown, to Jonathan Von Tobel, and to Jeff Parlay for filling in last week. Um, I'm sure it was all wonderful with those three in, in the chair as well. I uh three pros. Three pros. Great week. Three professionals. That's right. Uh in DC, uh, you know, you're sub I don't want to use the word subjective. That already colors it. I was I was listening to DC Sports Radio, by the way, some of which is real good. Kevin Sheehan, shout out to Kevin Sheehan, who does a phenomenal job in DC on sports radio. But literally for three days, they broke down every commander's draft pick on the radio for hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, okay. It's Thursday. <clears throat> it's Thursday. Let's move on. Um, but the biggest, the biggest thing out of there, the, the biggest news story was they they went on and on about how had Anthony Richardson dropped to seven, the reporting was, and this is from the Athletic, the reporting was that Washington would have traded up for Anthony Richardson. That was the big thing. Of course, it never came to that because Anthony Richardson went early, went fourth to the Colts, but. That was the big story, and everyone was going off on that. And then the last dot, 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 and I'll just wrap it up with this before we get the basketball, was, oh, yeah, but even if he got to seven and they wanted to make a deal with the Raiders that they supposedly were talking about, they don't know who could have authorized the decision. Oh, my God. That's, that's the, amazing. So that's the franchise right now. There it is in a nutshell. That is your commander's update. Yeah, your, your, your squad's amazing right now. Because I saw Dan Orlovsky this morning in this, this whole Sam Howell thing's like picking up steam. Of like, oh, he's secretly really good. You just don't know about it yet. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, well, guess we'll see. But that Anthony Richardson story tells you that they have no confidence in him whatsoever. Exactly. And did you see? Did you see the one, uh, the Andrew Luck story? Yeah, the Andrew Luck story again was last year. Though, yes. Now they're saying Jim Mercy's like, hey, if you talk to Andrew Luck, he's tampering. But again, even if. It's a non-story in Washington, and we'll even have people who are saying, oh, how does Ron Rivera have job security? Because there's no one to fire him. (laughs) That's why. Yeah, so, if someone anyway. can't authorize a draft trade, then uh, that's my DC update, everybody. They D- can't. They can't authorize a coach firing if they can't it's, authorize a, a draft trade. Maybe by end of summer. I know. I was reminded of all this yesterday when, when I'm watching Josh Harris, prospective uh, Commanders owner, would be owner. That should get finalized. We hope. God, we hope. 
sometime this summer. Just sitting there rooting on the Sixers. Very awkward to see for me. Speaking of basketball, by the way, we will uh, talk with Wes Reynolds later on. Wes Reynolds, who hit another couple golf futures. And I'm talking not only here in this country, but overseas as well. Matt Brown did as well. Shout out to our old buddy from Primetime Action. Currently, co's the handle. Uh, they both hit on Wyndham Clark at the uh, Wells Fargo Championship. We'll talk to Wes later about that. Chris Felica on the Derby and the Preakness moving forward. Andy McNeil on the Stanley Cup playoffs, which have been absolutely unbelievable as well. Missed the, uh, missed the Bruins losing uh, in Game 7. Missed in terms of me not being here. Was going to bring Michael Lopez. Stats by Lopez, the guy who does the best of 51 thing mm. in hockey. Uh, the stat that I always quote. But he, well, I tried to quote that on Saturday, by the way. Totally butchered it. Yeah. Um, he works for the NFL now. So he told me he says, I'm not allowed to come and speak about other sports. But he's the guy that said, like, in hockey, this happens because for 80% of favorites to get through, like in the NBA, you'd have to play a best of 51. It's random. So people shouldn't be that surprised by it. And then Paul Sport to talk baseball. I got questions about the Yankees. I got questions about the Cardinals. Uh, but as far as basketball, let's begin with what we've seen the most recent, which is the Nuggets and the Suns last night. The Suns not up the best of seven Western Conference semifinal series at two games apiece. And the Suns do it again behind the mastery of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, both of whom put up a cool 36 yesterday. And for Devin Booker, by the way, just to be uh, clear, it was a it was a 36-point performance from Booker, but it was 36-6-12, and 12, 12 assists, 36-11-6, and 6, 11 boards for KD. Devin Booker, 32 of his last 43 from the field. And given the nature of his shooting and where he shoots from and the level of difficulty of those shots, that is insanity. And there's Devin Booker in the NBA playoffs. That's from SportsCenter, just one game at a time. And you were saying, I think, accurately, like if you did an MVP for the playoffs, it looked like it would be Jimmy Butler going away at this point, obviously on yeah. the Heat's upset of the Bucks and now the Heat leading the Knicks. But Devin Booker's like, oh, I'm still here. Yeah, I mean, before this series arrived in, in Phoenix, if you were like, who's the MVP of the playoffs so far? Any other name but Jimmy Butler would have been insanity. For sure. Now you can probably know it's probably 1A, 1B. 30. No matter where you want to go. I mean, again, the, the notion that he is 32 of 43 over his last two games, 20 for 25 and then 14 of 18 is just unbelievable. Um, well, they, you know, they figured, some, they figured something out a little bit, uh, Gil. There was always going to be these questions after those first couple games, right? What do you do? How, you know, how do you make adjustments if you're Phoenix when you have a limited bench that you can't really rely on much? Um, and it's, look, it's... it's you're get, you're getting to where I was getting with this, which is... They sped up the game, right? And so it's been, it's been an over-porn, right? Over-porn, to use the words of Will Hill yesterday. Because you could, the last two games, you could pre-flop it over, but more, you know, to the point, you could have in-game overed it left and right. First half, full game at so many different points. And I hope you did. What happens when Chris, is Chris Paul coming back? And what happens when he does? Like, if Chris Paul, I would hope Chris Paul would look at what's happening on the court in front of him these last two games when he's been absent and say to himself, if I do come back, I have got to recognize that this is what's working. And maybe I shouldn't be as, shouldn't try to insert myself necessarily in the same way that I'm accustomed to. Do you think Chris Paul comes back? Do you have any sense of that? Do you think the Suns will be like, um, that groin still hurts, right? Um... I mean, look, the injury injury status, we don't really know what he's going to be looking like towards the end of this series. 
They still need him back, though. I, I'm with you with the, the his role probably needs to change in what they're in what how they're going to utilize him. But they they are so they're still their depth is still such an issue that him missing is still a problem. Like you still need so, he's he's still a better basketball player than some of the guys they're bringing off the bench. I don't believe that they can win a game on the road. Like if you're asking me, do I believe they can win one of these two in Denver? My my instinct is to say no, but I would also say my instinct would have been that the Sixers couldn't win in Boston, and they did that without Embiid in game one. So anything is possible. Anything's yeah. possible. And you don't want to face Booker and Durant in a game seven, regardless of where you're playing. I, yeah, I'm with you. I think, the, the, look, the key, the key is always for me to this series for the Phoenix Suns was you, you Durant and Booker have to give you 70-plus every single night because you just don't have the depth. You don't have the scoring the rest of the way to do that. That's what they've done the past two games. Can they keep it up? The other thing they got in Phoenix that they didn't get in Denver, and we see this a lot, is those role players stepping up at home, right? Landry Shamit coming in yesterday, he drops 19 for them. They haven't really been able to rely on someone like that off the bench. So can you transition this now to Denver, keep the two stars playing as well as they have, and continue to get contributions from other guys? I'm not really sure. I'm with you. I think it's going to be tough for them. Suns bench outscored the Nuggets to Kelly's point. By by twenty nine yesterday, forty two eleven. Shamit with some huge threes down the stretch, forty two eleven. But I do think, from a betting standpoint, the pace is what everybody should be looking at, and I think Phoenix will continue to try to just up tempo it at all costs. Now, the other matter in this happened in the second quarter yesterday, which I do think needs to be talked about. And this is when, for those who missed it again, loose ball goes out of bounds, and of all people that the ball ends up with, it's Suns majority owner Matt Ishbia. And he grabs the ball, and Nikola Jokic goes to try to grab this from him. And Ishbia really doesn't, uh, well, really doesn't want to give it up. And so Jokic tries to, uh, to grab it away, and what ensues is the ball just goes up into the air, a little bit of a scuffle. Scuffle may be an exaggerated word. And then Ishbia sort of makes a little contact. Jokic shoves him. Ishbia takes the uh, flop at that point. And the result of all of it is that another fan, which Kelly affectionately referred to as a Jim, because <laughs> Jim had been waiting all year to get uh, playoff tickets. Jim gets the worst of it. He gets ejected. We'll call him Jim. And then, of all things, Jokic gets the tech. And so the question becomes of all this, how would this have been adjudicated if it was during the regular season? Um, are you saying we have sound, Kelly? Is that what you're trying to tell me here? Yeah. Oh, is that what you're telling? Okay. Uh, who is this, by the way? Who we got? Well, we got Michael Malone, and then we got Nicole Jokic talking about uh, that specific Let's do instance. Malone real quickly yeah. asked about this incident. I think it's crazy that Nicole got a technical foul in that situation. He's going to get the ball, and some some fan is holding on to the ball like he wants to be a part of the game. Just just give the ball up, man. You know what I mean? And, you know, they, they deemed Nicola doing something that was excessive, I guess, and they gave him the tech, but uh, I still don't really understand it. I don't give a I mean, it's, you know, it's, I really don't care. Michael. So I want to make the point, though. If this is during the regular season, HB is treated like he would be any other fan. The fan would be kicked out of the arena. And I hate to say this, this is the part that most, that a lot of people don't agree with. I think Jokic would be suspended because even though the fan, quote unquote, initiated it, 
the NBA is super sensitive, maybe a relic of the malice of the palace or an you know, sort of a sort of a descendant of that. The NBA doesn't want any kind of incident with fans ever in any kind of way. What we have here is that Ishbia, being the owner, was not ejected. And of all things, Jokic got the tech. I think what will end up happening here is that the NBA will decide that two wrongs will make a right. They won't do anything but fine Ishbia, which will be the equivalent of like five bucks for me and you. <laughs> and they won't suspend Jokic. But I do think that the subject needs to be brought up because there is a slight possibility of that, as slight as it might be. Possible is possible, so just keep that in mind. Nuggets minus 165 on the adjusted series price. Suns plus 135 coming back. More NBA on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid back appeal and down home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700. We were batting this around yesterday as well, watching these games. Um, Spiro Didis, who does the who did the game last night, the Suns Nuggets game. His enthusiasm is unquestioned. What should be questioned is that every single time down court, it's enthusiastic. He has no modulation, so every play is Game 7 of the World Series, bases loaded, 3-2 <laughs> count with the score tied. Just to give you an example, uh, Didi's yesterday, that time he drops a dime and Phoenix playing with fire in its belly. 51-49, to 49, Phoenix 440 left in the second quarter. <laughs> it's just, like it never ends. Oh, yeah, I transcribe everything because I'm like, this is unbelievable. Um, back to the Nuggets real quick because I want to get off this, but the Nuggets are minus 165 adjusted series price. Now with the series knotted up two games apiece, Nuggets still with home court, obviously. Suns plus 135. Game five price, these tomorrow nights were on the every other day schedule now after a couple one-game nights last week. 
Nuggets are five and a half point favorites. Does the does the slight inkling of what I spoke about right before the break, where there's just the slightest possibility of Jokic not being around, causes you to just hold off? Nodding, prof- he's just nodding. I'm like just nuts. nodding profusely back yes. here. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I I did bet it small a little bit already uh, at four and a half last night because I thought those might run away, and there there's still kind of a, a couple out there, but ju- they're most of them are juiced. Um, but yes, I will be on Denver. I will, I will be on Denver in Game Five as long as he is playing. I will be on, on Denver in Game Five. In full transparency, you were gone. I bet Denver Game Three and Game Four didn't work out very well. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, the uh, but I will be back uh, on them for Game Five. Heading back home, home court advantage. We know the role players will play a little bit better at home versus on the road. We usually see that all the time. And look, can Booker and Durant keep doing this? Maybe. But they got to keep getting these other contributions. And, and you, you can tell, sit here and tell me Jokic had an incredible game. Jamal Murray had an incredible game. Um, I expect that, right? This is a two-time MVP. Jamal Murray was has, has been an amazing player at points in his career. We seem to have forgotten that after his injury. Um, I think Denver has a big advantage in this series still. All right, the other one yesterday, which obviously, uh, again, game five in that series will be tomorrow night as well, also knotted up at two games apiece between the Celtics and the Sixers, the most commonly matched-up teams in the postseason history of the NBA. And somehow the Sixers escape. They avoid the... uh, Wouldn't have been the death knell, but it certainly would have been bad news if they were down 3-1 to heading back to Boston. And they do do so behind another great performance. And when I say another, meaning... He went away for two games, James Harden, where he combined five of 28 from the field in games two and three, five for 28. He had 45 in game one in the game the Sixers won without him beat. Yesterday, Harden does it again, including, by the way, at 39 yesterday, including the go-ahead three with 19 seconds left to put the Sixers up 116 to 115. That was right after Jason Tatum hit a go-ahead three with 38 seconds left in overtime, we're talking now, uh, getting away with the push-off on uh, Tyrese Maxey. Then Harden hits the three with 19 seconds left, and Bede kicks it out to him. Celtics then way too nonchalant getting into their offense on the final possession, and Marcus Smart would-be game-winning three comes too late after the red light goes on. By the way, Harden at 39 at that point before the three. He finishes with 42, 42, 8, and 9, plus four steals. And he was 16 of 23 yesterday, 6 of 9 from behind the uh, from behind the arc. Sixers eke it out, 116 to 115. Really looked like the Celtics were going to take it in regulation after being down by as many as 16. And first of all, two questions. One, is it too late for Joel Embiid to give the MVP back to Nikola Jokic? Because he looked real small in the end of these, these games yesterday. And that game yesterday, for sure. After, after Al Horford blocked multiple shots of his, Defensive juggernaut Al Horford did, did that. Um, do you agree with what I'm saying? Like, it's, I get it. The Sixers did somehow win game one in Boston without Embiid. I still have no idea how that happened. In your heart of hearts, do you feel like the Sixers can win this series? I do not. Like, I can't bring myself okay. to think that. No, but do they keep extending this thing? Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I mean, look, the two games they won, James Harden had 45 points and 42 points. Right? It's... I think there's – we saw this a bit in the game yesterday, Tyrese Maxey on ball a little bit more. I think there's major concerns that Tyrese Maxey is a – they don't really know how to utilize him, I think, when Joel Embiid's on the court. 
Uh, it, there's there's some pretty strong trends that kind of his with point props of of over play, look over when Joel Embiid's not playing, look under it when he is playing. He's 16 for 47 from the field the past three games. Tyrese Maxey, that would be a major concern to me. So I mean, yeah, I mean, look, the Sixers alive. You can get 40 out of James Harden. Like they're alive. <laughs> you want to get? If you're gonna tell me that's gonna keep happening, I, I don't. I really cannot believe tell it. you that. Yeah. I cannot tell you. Celtics favored by seven and a half in Game Five, and again. We're back to pre-flop numbers on the series now in a, a de facto best of three as opposed to best of seven, where the Celtics are like minus 330 again in this series. We agree. We even said before the series, we think that's Celtics should be favored, but not by that much. Seems high. Yes. We're showing minus 330 over DraftKings shop around, obviously. But I'm not playing anything here in this. Yeah, me. There might be a, a, nothing in the series. For game, for game uh, five, I, I might look Celtics first half. I, I mean – the Celtics got concerns right now. There, there's no doubt about that. I mean, this, these end of game, you know, it's a great comeback, right? But then we see, I, I, you know, and I'm going to put it on both of them, both Joe Missoula and the players. There's a disconnect there. I think you're seeing some youth and inexperience with Missoula and his coaching at these at the end of the game scenarios. Uh, I mean, he walked we'll call a timeout. He walked away with two timeouts left in his pocket yesterday, Gil. Like that, that, that doesn't exactly seem. Isn't, isn't that one of those things though? If, if they win, no one says a word. Of course. Yeah. Sure, but. They didn't. <laughs> yeah, but that's so, so results oriented. Like I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. The but but okay. So the thing, the problem is though, and I think this is this is Missoula. This is what kind of what he's cl- staked his claim with is I'm going to trust my players. Yeah. But your players keep screwing up these end of game scenarios. Right. You're not Phil Jackson. This isn't the '98 Bulls. Right. Right. Where you're like, go ahead, it, Michael. So I, it, now it's happened a couple times. They. I think there's two ways to look at this if you're a Celtics fan. Either, okay, this is a major concern, or let's get these out of the way early in the playoffs so we're all together and all in sync towards the end. So of those two games, again, the ones that are tomorrow night, again, I'm looking for Nuggets Nuggets and the Suns overs at all opportunities, see if that pace remains the same as it has in games three and four. This one, Sixers Celtics, I, I a little more careful with because you're not sure what you're getting on a, on a game-to-game basis, whereas I think we have a better idea with the Nuggets. Tonight... Big doubleheader, of course. These are game fours. We'll see if we end up with two more two-to-two series. We'll see if we end up with a couple three-to-ones. We'll see if it's a split in that regard. The Heat try to make it three-to-one on their home court tonight against the New York Knicks. Last game, the Knicks missed 32 threes. They were eight of 40 from uh, from behind the arc. Not that the Heat were lighting it up, but the Knicks were just dreadful. Game high 28 for Butler again. Heat are four-point favorites. 206 and a half in a game that has been a brick fest by comparison to the Nuggets and Suns. Yeah, there's uh, I, I, just going back real quick. I think I'll be on Celtics first half in that uh, 76 be. or Celtics game. Okay. Yeah. Um, the uh, this Heat Knicks series, man, there's just there, there's not much here for me. Uh, the this has been a tough, very tough series to kind of bet and handicap all along with all the injuries being so incredibly important uh, with the few, you know, star players that are involved in this series. Emmanuel quickly, uh, you know, downgraded now to doubtful for this game tonight. So it looks like he's not going to play. Man, it puts a lot, a lot of pressure on Jalen Brunson. Uh, and Julius Randle to get go uh, go into Miami here and get this uh, get this back to even in the series. I, I would lean Miami, but no no play for me. We're gonna save the Warriors and the Lakers because that is obviously the marquee matchup in all of this. The most schizophrenic of any first three games of any series that I can remember, and not only game by game, but within games. 
And so oh, I want to get to that. Amazing. It's amazing. I threw I threw this at JVT. I, I know you'll agree, but I, t- I told JVT, I was like, give me that series. If you had to make me choose between watching only that series or all three of the others, oh, I'm with you. it would be Lakers Warriors. thousand percent. It's incredible. But I do want to, you know, you try to get, when you're off for a week, you try to get in like every every observation that you remember. You're like, oh, I got to mention this one. I came, oh, I got to mention this. I am reminded of the whole thing that we talk about. If you're, if you're a VEASAN listener, one of the sort of tenets of this network is, you know, listen to what mainstream media people say and then have the instinct to do the opposite. Stephen A., who makes $8 million a year and is certainly wildly successful and certainly doesn't care what I have to say. But if you watch these halftimes, you will understand why mainstream media coverage is so poor and why, as a better, your instinct ought to be the opposite. One of these Heat-Knicks games, I think it was after the first game, or halftime of the first game, he's like, the Knicks are shooting so well, uh, you know, Quickly's doing this, and, and Brunson's doing this. So it's, so, and his whole thing is, it's likely to continue in the, in the second half. And of course it didn't. Yesterday, halftime of the Celtics and the Sixers, he's like, I'd be way more concerned about the Celtics if those guys were having a great game. But instead, they're having a bad first half. Like Tatum had made one field goal. He's one of 10 or something. No, your instinct is the opposite. Regression to the mean, the law of averages. Like he still doesn't get that. And as a better, you could exploit that widespread mentality. Coming back. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's a lot to bet on in the next 30 days. And for a limited time, you can subscribe to VSIN for only $9.99. That gets you insight into daily baseball best bets, NBA, and NHL playoffs. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Also, a top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for only $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. I just want to repeat that point that I made before the commercial, because again, if you're, if you're new to listening to VEASAN or new-ish, um, you know, we do this every day, so we don't necessarily get back to these basic tenant points often. But one of the big things is the difference between what we do and what general sports media does. And Kelly, you even said it off air too. We, we don't like to say anything. None of us are perfect on anything, right? Uh, so we don't like to, you know, criticize necessarily, but at times it needs to be pointed out because if it gives you some sort of betting edge, it needs to be brought up. And again, Stephen A., who's wildly successful, who's the highest paid person at ESPN, and certainly doesn't need any advice from me on anything. But when you listen to his halftime analysis of games, he does seem to have a blind spot when it comes to the notion that something that happens in two quarters of basketball that is anomalous isn't likely necessarily to go on the next two quarters if you're dealing with a marge, a much greater sample size. And again, the Jason Tatum thing yesterday was a great example where he literally says, he goes, I'd be way more worried for the Sixers if Tatum was having a great game. Tatum was one of nine at the time. He had just, just hit his only field goal late in the, in the second quarter. He ends up 9 of 20, right? So it ends up being a fine Jason Tatum second half. And again, what would have been the game winner uh, had Harden not hit that three, perhaps, uh, in overtime. Now, the point is this also. Does that always work out for us? No, right? Nothing is black and white. Nothing is perfect. But your instinct as a better ought ought to be to hear something like that and say, oh, that's completely wrong. In fact, it is more likely with the Celtics only down nine at the half, that they've overcome that Jason Tatum poor performance to actually be in this game in a way that Stephen A. is not indicating. 
come second half, come later. Now, obviously, the Sixers did end up winning the game, but if you had the Celtics minus three second half, you won quite easily. So anyway, just something to keep in mind when you hear that. Be, be sort of aware of those kind of moments in mainstream media where you're like, that's just not true. Like, there's nothing about that that helps us win bets. In fact, it does help us win by going the opposite of that, generally speaking. Yeah, but, yeah. And, the, you yeah. know, the shot selection is important, but Jason Tatum shoots a lot of jumpers, right? And you're missing ju- – like, when you're talking about ju- – it's different if you were talking about every time attacking the rim one for nine. But, no, you're mixing in jump shots. That where you That's where you expect to see some of that regression. I, I wasn't going to say anything if he had done it once, but he did it twice. He did it during the Knicks, <laughs> Knicks heat halftime of game one. I'm just like, this is unbelievable. It keeps happening. Uh, let's talk some baseball. little baseball break for the basketball. We'll get to the Warriors and the Lakers coming up. Paul Spore joins us from Fangraphs and, of course, everything that he does at Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R, Sleeper in the Bust. And, Paul, of course, your latest gig once again is? The Perfect Team Content Director for Out of the Park Baseball. It's a video game. I help create the, uh, the, the card content that goes out for a wonderful game. What a beautiful job. What an absolutely beautiful job. I want to ask you about a couple Blue Blood baseball teams. We don't usually refer to blue bloods besides them. college basketball. I know you know one of them. Um, well, I don't know which one you'll you'll guess, but let's start with the Yankees. Now, the Yankees are interesting because the entire AL East is above 500. They happen to be yeah. last place in that context, so let's not go too crazy with the Yankees. But again, this is without Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Here are six of the players in their lineup yesterday. Anthony Volpe, 212, talking about their batting averages. Gleyber Torres, who perhaps I shouldn't even include, 242. But Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, 203. Oswaldo Cabrera, 202. Jose Trevino, 222. Aaron Hicks, 143. It's rough. Um, It's absolutely rough. I guess the question is this. Do you think now Judge is supposed to come back here Mm -hmm. this week, any day now? Do you think this reverts back to, oh, this will be fine once Judge comes back? Or do you look at Aaron Judge post-Stanton injury? And I think there was one game late before Judge got hurt himself where he did go three for four. But other than that, without the protection of Stanton, he didn't look that good. Like his slash line was anemic. What do you think here about the Yankees long term? And again, this off the heel, this on the heels, I should say, of a game where they were up six to nothing against the Rays yesterday with obviously Garrett Cole on the hill and they managed to gack that one. Yeah, that that's, I mean, that's a remarkably difficult loss at any point in the year. It just, it, it stings. It's tough to come back from those. I, I didn't love this team coming in for a lot of the reasons that we're seeing though, the, the health profile of it is not good. And we're seeing that play out very quickly here. It's just such an old team. Yeah. You know, they're bringing in Volpe, uh, I quite like Peraza. You know, they do have some a tinge of youth, but not really much in the pitching. Brito and Schmidt are fine, but they're kind of back end guys. I, I don't know. I'm not sure I really see this team completely turning around because the East is so difficult. Where are they going to go get, you know, the pieces to fill in? Are they even going to try to do that? Or are they just going to say, we got this team, we got it. Our trades are going to essentially be getting healthy and bringing guys in. So, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super keen on this team. Judge, when he comes back, he can still hit in this lineup, even if Stanton has, doesn't necessarily return. But if you are a pitcher in that line, you know, going up against that lineup, why would you give him any pitch? You know, basically just give him the the Bonds treatment, man. You you throw four really wide ones that uh, you can't really do anything with. Don't make a mistake. Don't let Judge be the reason you lose. If 
Rizzo beats you or LeMahieu or Glaber or Willie freaking Calhoun. I think you tip your cap and move <laughs> on, but you can't let Judge beat you. So is his line might not be bad in terms of overall production for Judge, but it could be because his OBP is like 490 due to intentional or even unintentional intentional walks, wherein, again, they're just pitching around him. Yeah. I feel the need to say when Bonds did get that one pitch, though, my goodness, did he make the most of it. Never missed it. And Never missed Judge, it. Judge is that kind of guy yeah. who who won't miss when you make a mistake. That's why you got to be really – you might just be blatant about it, too. Again, just throw four sliders in the left-handed batter's box and be like, darn, I really tried to get Aaron Judge out. By the way, uh, pro better Steve Fezzik texting in. It's basically funny you mentioned that. I bet the Yankees under 90 adjusted season win total and the Mets under 88. Do you like both of those? Ooh, you say, ooh, quickly. I definitely, I, I feel pretty good about the Yankees one. I'm not really out on the Mets one because they share a lot of the similar issues in terms of their age. Um, they're not in as sharp of a division, but it's not, I don't think it's a weak division. Obviously, the Braves are great. I think the Phillies are decent. I, I don't hate the Marlins either. I know they're treading around 500. It's that pitching that I really like if they had any offense. Yeah, I, I think I can see, I can see the, the sense behind both of those moves are probably a little bit lighter on, on the Mets side of it. But I do think both of those make sense with this, with these two old teams right now and a lack of flexibility for either. Like I know Cohen's going to spend, 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 but there is a limit in terms of just like, what can you get to fix this team on the fly by spending in season? And then as far as the Yankees, they've been reluctant to trade prospects uh, at the high end lately. Are they really going to find a way to, to make maneuvers here that are going to help this team? The other one was the Cardinals. I don't know if that you saw was the that. one I knew. Yeah. So they win yesterday. So they, that gets into 11 and 24. Still the worst record in the National League. Worst record in the National League, the Cardinals. Um, we all think the best of that organization. Jordan Walker was, uh, you know, did that, did that uh, hit streak early and then he, you know, fell off a cliff. And so, okay, he gets, he goes by the wayside here in the early going. That's one thing. Wilson Contreras, five years. Is it 87 million to be their post Yadier Molina catcher? And they're basically telling him now, we don't want you to catch for us anymore. Do, yeah. you, do you look at that and start to have a little doubt about them? I mean, that's brutal. Yeah, absolutely. How do you not ensure that your post Yadi guy is probably like a defense first guy? Well, I, I almost think you, you, you take lesser offense to ensure that he's a guy who can really frame it back there and keep the pitchers comfortable and run the staff. That's been one of that's been the lifeblood of this team for how long now, you know, people can have their critiques about Yachty or whatever. And he was, you know, occasionally a good hitter, but not overall a great hitter. But I think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, I, I think what he did behind the dish is enough, regardless of what kind of hitting he did. And you're not going to figure out a way to make sure that, that that's a, a smoother transition. You kind of took a hard left to a guy who's never been known for framing. Wilson Contreras is a good hitter. I like Wilson Contreras a lot. But I assumed when they got him that they had a little something that Milwaukee has, which is like this catching camp. My friend uh, Bailey, uh, Foolish Baseball, people will know him on YouTube, uh, did a, a video about Milwaukee's camp and how they teach guys. And they're teaching Will, William Contreras. Maybe William should get Wilson on the phone and help him out. I don't know how you don't have that on on uh, on lock there for the Cardinals. Brutal move. Marmol needs to go too. I think he's you know cracking under the pressure here. They look really bad, and it's getting to a point. It's still very early, and yes, they could come back, but it's getting to a point where they're banking too many losses. Yeah, one in seven in one run games. It should be noted their run differential is not that of an eleven and twenty four team. Yeah. Um, 
By the way, Fezzik live texting the uh, segment. He says, Cardinals under 79. Also a great bet. <laughs> he said as well on that. Um, your favorite With bet of the pitching. Your favorite bet of the day real quick as we leave. Um, give me... Give me Braxton Garrett to bounce back against Arizona. I like those baby snakes, but I like Miami today. Paul Spore, everybody, at Spore on the Twitter machine. Thank you, Paul. Great to see you, man. Take care, Gil. Paul Spore there. Andy McNeil on the other side. Let's talk some Stanley Cup playoffs next. Numbers game. Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, laces up with a playoff parlay insurance offer. Place a one-game parlay of four legs or more and get back a bonus bet up to $25 if you miss one leg. Enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds, specials, and parlay selection features throughout the postseason. Log in now or sign up and opt in to get back up to $25 in bonus bets if one leg in your one-game parlay falls short. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for T's and C's. 21 and over. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. That's expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback on all these. Los Vegas 514. Yo, we might not be sexy, but we will always be home. Welcome back. I think he's from D.C. Uh, K2-19. What if it was Westbrook? Talking about the Jokic-Ishbia incident. What if it was Westbrook with his reputation with fans? Yeah, it's a great point. Again, uh, my, my take on that whole thing for people who missed it is, I really do think the NBA, who would have suspended the fan, in this case the Suns owner, but were it just a fan in the regular season, they would have suspended the fan and they would have suspended Jokic, both of them. And I think what they're going to do is do neither to either. Obviously, in this case, it's the Suns owner, so they can't suspend him. But they won't do it to Jokic. When I, where I do think it might have been the case, because they are super sensitive, the NBA is, 
to such interaction. J-Rod, what's your strike price for Iga to win Rome for a third time? Cerstea to win Q2. She just won the 125 in Spain. Fade Sabalenka Q4. I think the strike price for Iga, which again will be her final tournament, will be all the main players' final tournament before the French Open clay court season, I think minus 130 would be my strike price on that. Len Glauzenski. Gil, uh, ESPN tried to duplicate what TNT does with Shaq, Barkley, and crew. Not even close. Stephen A. has no clue. While his crewmates are terrible, the retired Celtic player is the only guy who knows anything. I don't think he means Celtics, does he? Sorry, I'm sipping coffee. J.D. Emmons. <laughs> to stay sharp while on vacation, I see you waking up, Gil, each day, looking in the mirror, think Stuart Smarley, and reading the Bet MGM promo, followed by, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Just, Doug, thanks. True, it is hard to see your parents' age. Glad to have your view back. Thanks, you, man. I appreciate it, uh, everybody. Uh, let's talk some hockey, because the Stanley Cup playoffs have been outstanding as well. We bring in Andy McNeil from Edmonton, Alberta, at Digital Gambler our hockey analyst, and uh, this is the first time I get to speak to Andy since the Bruins' dismissal from the playoffs. You doing okay, we were, man? We're really going to talk about that? Oh, we don't have we to. Past that. Yeah, we we're, no, we're past I'm that. No, I'm, I'm doing all right, and I'm doing a lot better now that the Panthers are, uh, you know, making good. I mean, if they're going to – I said it at the start of the second round. If you're going to, you know, ruin my playoffs and take out my Boston Bruins, the least you could do is, is take out the Toronto Maple Leafs for me as well, right, and kind of kind of bring balance back to my world. Let me Let me just ask you this. We like as it occurs to many of us. Like I, I, you know, I was going all last week. I was like, "Wow, the Florida Panthers are really going to win the Stanley Cup, right?" That was my first. (laughs) You laugh, but then I, then I'll even take it one step further. Like I can find a Panthers Kraken exacta, like Panthers over the Kraken at twenty to one. Why shouldn't I bet that? It's the Stanley Cup playoffs, man. Yeah, man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you. I mean, I think Florida has a very. you know, kind of Washington 2018 vibe, right? I mean, the Caps were not really seen as a, a, a true contender heading into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, throughout the playoffs, they took out some good teams and 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 went on that run. So, yeah, I mean, like the Panthers, they, they've got they've got the tools right now. And and I know Toronto played pretty well in those those first few ga- uh, first couple of games uh, in Toronto. But um, just like in the Boston series, Florida, they've, they've, you know, given Florida a chance to find their legs. And, you know, luckily for the Panthers, they weren't down three, one this time. Uh, and they, they came back home with a two Oh series lead. So that, that helped probably, but they played a good game last night. It wasn't a you know decisive victory, obviously an overtime win, but bad news for the Maple Leafs is they lose their starting goaltender, Ilya Sampson off the injury and, uh, their best players, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner and, and John Tavares were not their best players in game three. Uh, probably their three worst forwards in terms of, you know, shot at 10% expected goals. When Mitch Marner was on the ice, the Leafs had a 34% shot attempt uh, share at even strength. So just, just not good enough and and not going to, not going to be able to win four games in a row, uh, you know, unless those guys are, are on every single game. Yeah. It's happened four times, four times, by the way, for those wondering historically, how many times has a team come back from a three to nothing deficit in the history of the NHL playoffs. It's never happened in the NBA. By the way, in the NBA, it's only happened three times where a team even got it back to three to three before succumbing in the seventh game. Uh, in hockey, it's happened four times. Uh, once in 1942 with the Leafs, once in Toronto. 19- <laughs> yeah, once in 1975 with the Islanders. 
you know, if you take 80 years and divide it by four and then <laughs> multiply that. That's right. No, I'm, just, no, it's super I'm sure somebody's doing that. I'm sure someone's doing that right now and yeah. trying to figure out the math. The new, new numerology. <laughs> well, the, well, the most, the the most, two most recent, which people might remember, Philadelphia did beat Boston in a quarterfinal series back in 2010. The the most r- sort of memorable detail of that is that Boston had a three to nothing lead in Game Seven, and Philadelphia came all the way back to win that. And then in 2014, the Kings beat San Jose in a first round series. That was the Jonathan Quick, I think, flourish where like they just destroyed him in the four games after being down. This is like nothing. This is like an Andy. Here is your life as a yeah. you know, miserable life as a hockey fan. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anyway, so I'm just <laughs> saying relive all of these experiences. So you're saying, <laughs> I guess all that to say, so you're saying there's a chance, but you would not take a flyer on the leap no. on the leaf seven to one. That's not nearly high enough for you to play. No, I've got I've got Florida around you know minus eleven hundred that kind of thing. So okay. lining up pretty closely. Uh, with the, with what the betting market is showing now. And if there's a big push, I mean, I ended up on the Panthers in, in game three, luckily, because I was on the Hurricanes, who I guess we'll talk about right away, getting blown out. But uh, yeah, I was on the Panthers, and and, and luckily it was a, a little bit of a bigger bet because it's such a, another, once again, three games that are all a big push towards the Maple Leafs. Uh, I'd be on the Panthers again if that happened, but not at the current price of plus 105. All right, Devils and the Hurricanes, as you call them. Hurricanes still have a, a two-to-one lead after the Devils uh, beat them yesterday, eight-to-four. Uh, Devils finally unleashing. Devils have uh, have been in this position before, just in this postseason, right? Dropping the first two games and coming back. The Devils are minus 150 tomorrow night. Uh, if we can go back to the adjusted series price, though, guys, on that one, the Hurricanes are, you know, flip that. The Hurricanes are about minus 185. Would you play either the game or the series? Uh, I'm showing some value on the the Hurricanes series price, but I'm showing more value on the the game uh, money line. I think it's it's been a big adjustment. Uh, the Devils, man, they're, that's an annoying group right now because, you know, I don't think any team in the playoffs has looked as bad uh, for as long of stretches as New Jersey has looked you know, going back to this, the, the, the first round, but then they've looked great. also obviously getting past the Rangers and then uh, a big win in, in game three versus, uh, versus Carolina. But I, I mean, as somebody who bet Carolina and lost and is betting them again at, at plus plus one thirty-five, I, um, I'm happy they got blown out. I mean, it'll probably lead to a, a stronger effort coming in game four. I know the devils will probably be ready for it, but, uh, you know, Car- Carolina is a pretty, pretty decent bounce back team. And, uh, I suspect they'll they'll play a lot better in, in game four. All right. What about the Kraken? Kraken took a two to one lead over the stars yesterday. It was scoreless after the first period that within 12 minutes uh, to begin the second period is four to nothing. Kraken. They just blew out the stars. Kraken are still only a minus one thirty series favorite though, up a game and the Kraken are going to be dogs uh, in uh, in game four. One would assume again. Yeah, for me, I, I'd probably wait and see what happens when the series shifts back to Dallas and, and see where Seattle's uh, money line odds are at that point. I think there could be a you know, quite an over-adjustment there. Um, I'm I'm at around minus 135 in terms of a fair price for Dallas. Really, really rough second period. Uh, Miro Heskinen, the Stars' best defenseman, gets a shot right to the face. He's down on the ice. Jordan Everly puts the puck in one nothing. The Stars score five goals in the second period. Jake Ottinger gets pulled. He's been bad in the series. I mean, three games and Philip Grabauer has outplayed him. Ottinger has allowed roughly five goals above expected, according to Evolving Hockey. Uh, So he's been well below average. Hasn't stolen a game yet for the Stars, obviously, which uh, I thought he would at some point. But 
um, yeah, that's that's been the the big story here, and I I, w- I would think that Heskinen will be back in for Game Four. Apparently, the the lopsided score kind of had something to do with him not returning to the game, but uh, but yeah, I'd be I'd be kind of looking more at Seattle, uh, you know, okay. maybe in the latter parts of this series. And you're in, by the way, plus one twenty five again on the crack into that game tonight. The only game, Game Three, we're in Edmonton. We're in your backyard. Edmonton knotted this series up with the Golden Knights at one game apiece. You are all about Edmonton in this series. I assume you remain that. Yeah, I mean, I've got the Oilers on the series price. Was really kind of sweating a little bit after game one because not a good performance by uh, by the Oilers at all. But I think we've, we've seen kind of why the Oilers are the favorite in every game. You know, even when they didn't play good, they were still in game one uh, because of that big performance from Dreisaitl. But you look at you look at game two, what a, what a performance. I doubt it'll be that decisive this time around. I'm actually kind of starting to show a little bit value on the Golden Knights in, in terms of the game three money line. But I don't think I'm going to give away my uh, my positive expected value that I've got accumulated here in this uh, series bet with the Oilers. All right, real quick, one word answer. Who's the, who's Consumite right now? Dreisaitl? Yeah, Dreisaitl. Easy, yeah. Okay. Co-leaders with the Kachuk, co-favorites. Thank you, Andy. Coming back with some horse racing. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.